0: God. Aren't you thankful for Jesus today? The precious lamb of God. Praise God. Amen. Let's give Relentless another good God bless you this morning. Amen. Praise God. We're so glad that you're here today for our first uh, service on baggage. Amen. This is our first sermon series message. And we will be talking about this baggage. How many know all of us have baggage? Some of us recognize it, others don't, but we all have baggage. We all are dealing with something, and whenever we allow the Holy Spirit, He will touch our hearts so that we will be able to deal with the baggage that we carry in our lives. Amen? And so uh, that's what we're going to start this amazing journey here this morning doing, is just... uh, so trusting God through his word that we'll learn how to unpack that baggage and deal with it in our lives and become what God wants us to become. Amen. And so this morning we want to go to 1 Samuel chapter 10 and we want to look at verse 20 through 24. 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 20 through 24. Bible says there in verse 20, so Samuel brought all the tribes of Israel before the Lord, and the tribe of Benjamin was chosen by Lot. Then he brought each family of the tribes of Benjamin before the Lord, and the family of the metriots was chosen. And finally Saul, son of Kish, was chosen from among them, but they Could not, uh, when they looked for him, he had disappeared. So they asked the Lord, Where is he? And the Lord replied, He is hidden among the baggage. So they found him and brought him out, and he stood head and shoulders above everyone else. And then Samuel said to all the people, This is the man the Lord has chosen as your king. No one in all of Israel is like him. And all the people shouted, long live the king. Amen. Here is a king, but he is not able to find the king because he is in the baggage. Uh, Have you ever been in an airport and they come over the loudspeaker and they say, please don't leave your baggage unattended? that they ask you also in that announcement, they say, do not accept baggage from anyone that you do not know. And so I heard that over and over again as I was going to uh, Ghana and back in October, that thing kept on going over and over in the airports. Do not uh, take baggage from people you don't know. Don't leave your baggage unattended. Until I just uh, took and zoned it out when it would come on. I never even paid attention to it any longer. But when I first heard it, I said to myself, that's good advice to live by. Amen. Don't allow people that you don't know to put baggage on you. Amen. People these days take free speech far too far. They uh, think that that means that they can just run off at the mouth, spew out whatever they want to spew out. And it's going to be okay with no consideration of how it will affect other people. And people that are not connected to your destiny, what they say really doesn't count. If a person is not connected to where you're going and connected to your destiny and a part of what God has for your life, then what they say doesn't matter. Amen? Uh, The people that don't know me have no right to speak into my life. And what they say about me really doesn't matter. But what about if somebody knows you and gives you baggage? What about if that person that you know gives you that baggage? Most of the time, unlike the airport, it is not somebody that, ha- that you do not know, but it is somebody that you do know that has asked you to take this baggage that is full of explosives and take it on this plane called life uh, only for you to get into the midst of your life and self-destruct. Amen. It is people that know you, people that are close to you, people that you trust and you care about. And we have to be careful about the baggage that we pick up. Amen. We start picking up baggage at an early age. Because, you see, we don't wait until we're 16. We don't wait till we're 21 to begin to pick up baggage in our lives. We are dealing with it even at an early age. Amen. I remember where I was. I remember who it was. If the building is still standing, I can take you to the very spot where the first person spoke to me and told me that I was fat. Now that may seem stupid to you or it may seem foolish to you, but I remember that because it was at that moment that somebody spoke into my life and put baggage upon me to suggest to me that I was fat. And so therefore it resonated with me that when I picked up that baggage that what I really was is I am ugly. And because I am fat, I'm different than everybody else. Because I'm fat, I'm not normal. And you see, the enemy keeps taking that because whenever that person gave me that baggage, I retch out and took that baggage. And so even today, these years, many, many, many years later, I still deal with that and struggle with that uh, through uh, life. No matter how small or how large I may get, in my mind, I'm still a fat person. Have you watched, uh, uh, what is it, Biggest Loser? People lose 150 pounds and they're still jacked up. Not because that they are fat, not because they have not lost the weight, but because of the baggage that has been placed into their mind. You see, that's the reason why that people look at their selves in a mirror and think that whenever they're just mere bones, that they're still too heavy. That they still need to lose weight. That they're still too big. Why? Because somebody has put baggage in their life that has told them, you are ugly. You're too fat. You're too big. You'll not fit in. And so we see that. And, and, uh, and you have to fight that. Not because of your weight, but because of the baggage that has been put into your emotions, into your mindset. I remember the first teacher that told me that I was stupid. Gave me that baggage and said, you're stupid. You can't even pass the test. What do I got to do? Because I can't help stupid. It's your fault. You'll never amount to anything. You'll never make it in life. You'll never be able to do anything because you are stupid. You are dumb. You're less than everyone else in this room. And so I've struggled with that and I've dealt with that issues of my life. And you see, those things have come into us, those baggages that we deal with in our life are not something most of the time that people wait until we're older to throw upon us. But at an early age, the enemy knows something about you that you don't even understand about yourself. And that is that he believes in you, Joseph. He believes in you more than you believe in yourself. And because of that, he knows he must stop you at an early age. Because if he does not stop you at an early age, you will rise up knowing who God has called you, knowing what God has called you to do, and you will be able to accomplish all, be all, and do all that God has said for you to be in your life. Maybe for you, it's a parent that told you you were stupid. Maybe... They spoke words over you. Why can't you be like your brother? Why can't you be like your sister? Why can't you get good grades like your siblings? I wish I'd have never had you. The worst day of my life was when you were born. And that baggage begins. Those words begin to form our psychic. Those words begin to form the path that we will walk down. Those words will begin to develop inside of us the characteristics. And even though that we don't want to become, we begin to allow them to apply and form us into something that we are really not. Perhaps you have been in an abusive situation. Maybe it's been verbal. Maybe it's been physical. Maybe it's been a family member or someone that you knew and those scars are still in your heart and you've never been able to heal from those scars. You feel that you're never good enough. And many think that because of that, they are not good enough, they make the mistake of trying to fit in. And 1 Samuel 15 and 24, Samuel said, I have sinned, I have violated the Lord's command." I was afraid of the people, and so I gave in to them. You see, this happens so many times. People violate the law of God to fit in with people. But let me tell you today, it is not worth you fitting in with people. You would better be, you would rather, you should understand it would be better for you to walk by yourself and all alone and have God on your side and know who you are in Christ Jesus than to have the applause and the opinions of people. Because you see, at the end of the day, what they feel and what they say really doesn't matter. But it is that relationship that you have with the Lord Jesus Christ that will cause you to excel. It will bring you out of difficulty it'll bring you out of bondage it'll bring you out of sorrow and the first and the foremost you must focus upon that relationship and say if it takes me violating the will of God for my life to fit in with you then you ain't worth it baby see people violate the will of God they take that first cigarette to fit in they take that first drink of beer to fit in they, they smoke that first joint to fit in. They give their self away so they can feel like they're fitting in. And what really happens is all along you're picking up more emotional baggage. Every time that you give yourself away, you're picking up emotional baggage. Every time you violate the will of God and the plan of God for your life to fit in, you're picking up more emotional baggage. And you just become a junkyard for the enemy. And you begin to allow your life and your thought life to begin to be formed by what people have said and what people have done. And they make you feel as though you're just not good enough. I know people today that are grown people, grown. And yet they are still dealing with the issues that their parents had put upon them or somebody had put upon them that pressured them and told them, no matter how good you have done the job, it's not good enough. If you hit three home runs, how come you missed the ground ball? You can't celebrate the good. All we can see is the bad. We can't celebrate the success. All we want to do is point out the failure. Let me tell you, it doesn't take a wise person to see failure. It doesn't take a smart individual to be able to point out the faults and the failures that are in somebody else. But it takes somebody of great character to be able to stand up and point out the success and the good and the blessing that is in somebody else. Amen. My grandmother, Frame, was the best at it. She was a great example because when people would, would be meaner than a striped-eyed snake, she would find something good to say about them. That's what Christianity's about. God didn't come so we could point out our faults and our failures. He came so we could be free from the condemnation that has been placed upon our lives. you got to be, and it's just like getting an F. Because your sister always got straight A's. And now you're grown. But in your mind, you're still not good enough. In your mind, you're still captured by the bondage and that baggage of many years ago speaking into your life that you are not worth it. You are not worth it. A lot of people are carrying this baggage of worthlessness. You're not worth being loved. You're not worth being accepted those who have been abandoned hear that voice those whose father walked out on them and and, and hear that voice those who are seeking to answer the question what's wrong with me if i could have just been better why doesn't anybody love me why doesn't someone care about me and in the inside, we beg to answer that question, who am I and how come I can't fit in? How come I can't be smart enough? How come I'm not able to please my parents, please my peers, please those who are around me? Why is it that I cannot get past my past? There's another principle at work here, and that is that, that I learned as a child, and that is that my grandparents and mother and dad always told me when I would come into the house and leave the door open, what's wrong with you? Were you born in a barn? Shut the door. I'm still trying to figure out what the barn has to do with the door, but it's a good principle here because Our problem many times in life is we walk through life and we allow the doors behind us to stay open. And from that season of our life comes the voices and the baggage of every season of our life that plays through the theater of our mind until we begin to believe what has been said, what has been done is who we really are. But I want to tell you today that if we're going to go where God said we can go and do what God said we can do and be what God said that we are, then we have to learn how to shut the door behind us. Amen. And I tell you today, if we fail to shut the door, we're going to continue to hear those voices that continue to torment and haunt us all the days of our life. And we fall into this trap and we carry around this hurt and this bitterness that begins to rise in our lives. And the scripture tells us that it's a root of bitterness because it's not something that you see on the surface. It is something that is embedded on the inside. Of course, people don't carry around uh, luggage. Of course, people don't carry around baggage unless they're going somewhere. But I want you to know today on the inside there is much baggage that is being carried around. And we've got to understand today that we cannot change our upbringing. We cannot change what people have said to us or done against us. But the good news is, is it does not matter what people have done and what people have said about us. The good news is what counts is what God has said about us. And what God has said about us is that we are the righteousness of Christ. That we have royal blood flowing through our veins, that we are partakers of his divine nature, that we are complete in him. We are the chosen ones, the called out ones. We're the redeemed ones. Praise God. And so you see, we are not what people say we are or their opinions of who we are, but we are who God said that we are. He is the creator. Amen. And he created us in his likeness and in his image. And from the foundations of the world, he framed us. He told Jeremiah, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. My God, I tell you today, he wasn't talking about about reincarnation. He was talking about your spirit man because you are not who you are in the flesh. You are not who you are. uh, Amen. And the mistakes that you have made, but you are spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. And while this flesh may do things that are contrary to the will of God, it is your spirit that God is calling out. It is his spirit. Amen. That God raised up a king, but in the midst of it, he went and hid himself among the baggage and He didn't look like a king. And I want to tell you today that your life may look nothing like what God has called, but He's calling out of each and every one of us today. Not what we've been through, not what people see, not what people believe, but He is extracting out. He is pulling to the forefront what He has created and designed for us to be. And that's the love and the mercy of a gracious and a merciful God. So I have to answer this question, who am I? It's not who men say that I am, but it's who God said that I am. And he said that I am secure in him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 21, it is God who enables us along with you to stand firm in Christ. He has commissioned us and He has identified us as His own by placing His Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment that guarantees everything He has promised us. Amen. If you are saved today, it means that God has been a seal of promise that what I said I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. Amen. If you've accepted him as your Savior and your Lord, he has taken you in because he said, amen, that you, when you call upon his name, that you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things pass away and behold, all things become new. And now you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Free from the law of the enemy. You are now, right now, you're not trying to get there, but right now you are secure because of the blood of Jesus Christ. He has washed you and redeemed you from the curse of the law. And He has written your name down in the Lamb's book of life and His touch upon your life as He removed and extracted those sins and covered you with the blood of Jesus. It is the guarantee that what He started, He's going to begin or finish in your life. And so you can know this morning of a certainty that no matter what has come or what has taken place, that I am secure in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Paul said, what shall separate me from the love of God? Can I tell you today you cannot do anything that will cause God to hate you? You cannot do anything to cause God not to love you? Neither can you do anything to cause Him to love you more than He does right now. Because it's not in what you have done, it is what Jesus done on the cross. Amen. That causes us to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we are secure in that relationship, not because of what we have done, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ that has been applied to our lives. Not only am I secure, but I am free. John 8 and 36 said, So if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. You are truly free when Jesus sets you free. Men may put their thoughts and opinions upon you. Religion will try to beat you down. But I want you to know today that Jesus came. And he didn't die on the cross so that you could be in bondage any longer, but he died upon the cross so that you could have freedom on this side of heaven. He died that you could have freedom in your life every day. And so, if you, it is while it is possible for you to be free in one area of your life and still be bound in another area of your life, God has sent His Son Jesus Christ to free you in every area of your life. And so whenever you come to Him, He's not just going to set you free, amen, from sin, but He is going to set you free in every area of your life. And so this bondage and this baggage that people have placed upon you and life has brought upon you and things that you you have self-imposed upon your life, God is able to set you free from it today. He is able to remove that baggage. He is able to take those things of, of bitterness and the pain and the hurt of yesterday and cause you, He truly is able to cause you to forget those things which are behind and press toward the prize of the mark of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not only are we secure, not only are we free, but we are also forgiven. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 said, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. Is there anybody thankful that the old life is gone today? Thankful that who you are, you are no more. Thankful that He has redeemed you and He has forgiven you of your past. And now you stand before Him as pure, washed in His blood, made whole. And a partaker of His divine nature has made you complete in Christ Jesus. He has forgiven you. Amen. And I'm thankful today, amen, that it wasn't a man that I had to go to. I'm thankful today that it wasn't an organization or denomination or a group of religious people. It wasn't officials. Jesus had an official trial. It was officials that hung Him on the cross. It was those who were in authority and officially. He had an official death. But I want to tell you today that it is not people that we have to please. It is not things that we have to do for people to get in. But it is that we come to him and because of what he has done, he allows that old man to be gone, never to be remembered against us any longer. You see, he doesn't come and bring up our past. He doesn't come and say, yeah, I forgave you for it, but now I need to bring it back up because of the fact that you've done it again. He says that I have forgiven you and I've cast your sins as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered. Against you any longer. Praise God. The East and the West never meet. That means that God never bring it, never comes back up in the mind of God, but it will come back up in your mind. Why will it come back up in your mind? Because the enemy will remind you. He says that the enemy, the devil, is the accuser of the brother. He will be the one that accuses you and says, I remember. Don't you remember? I remember what you've done. I remember what you said. I remember that baggage in your life and you willingly picked it up and now it's in your life forever. But I want you to know that when you come to Jesus Christ, he washes away your sin. He washes away your shame. He washes away your past and you stand before him with a... A new slate. Thank God. Amen. Knowing that because of what he'd done upon the cross of Calvary, that you are free from the condemnation. You are free from the lie of the enemy. You are free from those people who have spoken over your life. And you've got to know today that when he sets you free, you are free and you are forgiven, not just for a moment, not just for a day, but forever. So through Jesus Christ today, you can be free from the bondage, whatever it may be. You can be free today, no matter if you picked it up yourself or somebody else put it on you. It matters not. Maybe today you need to close some doors in your life. Maybe today you are dealt with The things of the past, but when you try to overcome, when you try to do something great, those voices come back to haunt you. They come back to a place to hurt you. But today you have to come to an understanding that you must silence those voices. And the only way that you will do it is allow the Holy Spirit to walk through your life and slam those doors shut in that season of your life and say it is over today. God is able to cause you to forget. I said, he is able to cause you to forget. God has already forgotten, but he's able to cause you to forget. If he was not able to cause you to forget, he would have not said forgetting those things which are behind you. But today, because he said it to us, means that he is able to do it for us. And what you could not do for yourself, he will do for you. And so silence those voices in your life today. Allow those doors to be shut in that season of your life. And allow God to do something wonderful in you this morning. Amen. Becky, if you'd come this morning. Today I want to say to you that you may have not had a choice in the baggage that was placed in your life. But you do have a choice to lay it down. Don't lay it where you can pick it back up again, but lay it down at the foot of the cross. Lay it down at the feet of Jesus. Amen. Your life is not based upon what people have said or done, but according to what Jesus has done and what he has said. And he says, I've made you wonderfully and fearfully in my image in my likeness. And he wants you today to be free. He wants you today to to lay down the baggage. He paid an awesome price so you were able to do it. But now it's up to you if you'll choose to do it or not. I wanna challenge you today to make a choice to lay down the baggage, to give it to Jesus. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, the greatest baggage that you will ever carry is that of sin. It'll load you down. It'll weight you down. And no matter where you go or what you do, it'll haunt you. It'll destroy your life. You'll never be able to be what God intended and desired for you to be until you give your heart and life to him. And when you do, he can extract and remove the baggage from your life and make you everything that he has said I want you to be.